Hello everyone out there, this is Peter Harris from Commercial Property Advisors, author of the book, Commercial Real Estate Investing for Dummies, and coach and mentor to many commercial real estate investors all across this great nation of ours. The title and subject of today's podcast is, Today, you're going to learn how to do your homework on the commercial property, how to reduce your risk, and lastly, how to avert disaster when buying a commercial property so that so that you know what you're investing into number two what risks you're facing because every commercial property has a risk and number three at the end of your due diligence period you're only buying the best properties you're only buying good properties so I share with you six tips that most people don't even think about and these tips will save you thousands of dollars and allow you to sleep at night knowing you make the best decision. Let's get started. I'd like to start right here. We're breaking down what the three parts, the three main parts of due diligence. Doing your homework on a commercial property, there's three main parts that you should focus on, and they are physical, financial, and legal. For your physical, you have inspections, you're going to do your market research, and then over on the financial side, you're going to examine the profit and loss statements for the property. You're going to take a look at leases. And then illegal things like uh, title and survey and how the property is used. Now, I have an extensive video on this, and the video is called How to Inspect an Apartment Building, where I go over this extensively. So, and this, what I want to focus on is in each of these three parts, there are some things that people never think about, and that's what I want to do right now. So let's do that next. All right, here are the six things for due diligence that most people don't even think about and for those of you that are seasoned you may know this but for beginning commercial estate investors i want you to pay attention very closely so again the three sections physical financial legal those are the three main parts and for the physical uh, one thing i want you to watch out for that people normally don't do there's a website called walkscore.com transit score bike score and what it does it allows you to analyze the walkability, busability, and bikeability of your apartment building's location. It is so important now because many people work remote and be able to walk someplace, bike someplace, or catch a bus or train someplace to get around is really important. So this is a, maybe it's a relatively new website. It's going to be bought out pretty soon. They can make a bunch of money, but it's very, it's a very popular website. So that's one thing I want you to do for every deal that you do. Go to WalkScore, put in the address, and it will rate your walkability, bikeability, and busability of your location. Number two is having a lack of cell phone signal inside the building. Yes, who would have thought about that? Well, it happened. Okay, so one of our students were doing an inspection, and he couldn't call me until he went down the block. So that is not going to work as a long-term solution for getting people to want to rent your building and they can't call out or do work inside or anything like that. So again, this is something most people don't think about. So make sure that you have a strong cell phone signal, not a Wi-Fi signal, cell phone signal inside the building. This one, this building I'm referring to had it virtually had none. You had to walk down the street. Not good. Now let's move over to the financial side of the uh, third and fourth tip. Number one is the property tax increase upon closing. Let me talk about that for a second. When you purchase a commercial property, let's say the seller owned it and he bought it for this much, 
and then you come along 10 years later, you purchase it for this much. The tax assessor for that city or that county is going to raise their property taxes. So part of your due diligence is to know that when you buy at this level, what is the new property tax going to be? It's going to be much higher. It could be a deal killer. In Illinois, this happens quite a bit. So I want you to be very cautious on calculating what the new property taxes will be. Most real estate agents or investors, when they send you that information that you want on income and expenses, they're not including what your new property tax is going to be, and it could be through the roof. So check it out. The other thing on that is on the property taxes, when they get reassessed for the higher level, you can also contest them. So not only know how to calculate what the new property tax would be, but understand the contesting procedure. Everything's online, how to contest your raise in property taxes. Um, myself included and our students, we have probably an 85% success rate of getting their property taxes back down once they get increased. Recently, one student told me it was increased 400%, 400%, and we're in a battle it. I guarantee you we're going to get it back down to something reasonable. So make sure you understand that. Number four is to stress test your net operating income and cash flow for unforeseen expenses and maybe a potential economic downturn. Back in the good old days, a few years ago, we had rising rents. We didn't have to worry about this almost, right? And But those days are over. Rents are not going up like this. They're going up like this now. They're going up with very uh, small increments now. So your ability to uh, stress test your deal. We do that for our students. Our students send us a deal. We will stress test it by increasing the occupancy, by increasing expenses, putting what if scenarios into their deal to make sure that they can withstand an unforeseen expense, uh, property expense or economic downturn. Gone are the good old days. And so now you really have to know what you're doing and be a good operator. Something we focus on our company all the time. Now, legal, uh, this is really important. The issue is, are you zoned residential or commercial? Now, I'm going to speak for an apartment building owner or investor only. So let's say you have a 10-unit apartment building and it is zoned commercial. Pretty typical, right? Now, here's the issue, potential issue. It could be a huge issue. On your 10-unit apartment building, if it burns down and is zoned commercial, will the city allow you to rebuild an apartment building which is residential? In most cases, no. So most cases, answer is no. They will not allow you to build a residential building, an apartment building, in an area that's zoned commercial. So you have to be very careful in knowing how the building is zoned. And then if it burns down, what can you rebuild? Most people don't look at that. They assume it's an apartment building or is this and that. If it burns down, I can rebuild it. Sometimes the answer is no because the city has changed things around the city and you're in that change and you may not be grandfathered in. Again, these are things people don't normally think about, but we do because we're in it every single day. Lastly, number two for legal is the income of the property subsidized. I'm not referring to Section 8. Is it subsidized through maybe a tax credit program known as a, we call this LIHTC. It's a low income tax housing credit where the developer or the purchaser of the building, the government gives them tax credits if they keep the income at a certain level low. Or there's another program called Section 42. So if you're looking at a deal and you're in due diligence and you see tax credit 
or LIHTC anywhere, Section 42, beware because uh, in those programs where your income is subsidized because they gave you tax credits, you cannot get your, your rents way up to market levels as fast as you can if you are not part of that program. So if you're in the middle of your due diligence and you feel your uh, one bedrooms can go from 1,000 to 1,500 in a normal situation, yes. But if you are under a subsidized program, like a tax credit program of any type, you most likely can't get to that level. So again, these are things people don't even think about. So if you are in a tax credit property, LIHTC or Section 42 type of property, you need to check those things out ask for the documents and really understand the program because if you think you're going to raise your rents and do a cash out refi and make a bunch of money that's not happening on those type of programs right away all right everyone so there you are i just explained to you six tips that people normally don't think about so i hope you learned something from this